Well, it's the 10th of July, 2020, and here I am. I'm actually sitting in a tent in the garden. It's early morning. It's like 5 or 6 a.m. You hear birdsong in the background. I guess you can, maybe. Anyway, the thing I wanted to say was I find it very interesting the way this whole business of the Black Lives Matter campaign has made me think. I mean, of course, nothing can compare to the way the whole COVID-19 crisis has transformed my thinking. But that's... Another issue. But the Black Lives Matter campaign has made me think. And my friend Larry, the Anglican priest and and my lifetime friend uh, of my latter years in life, reminded me of Ezekiel chapter 18. Larry said to me, Ezekiel chapter 18, read it, the whole chapter. And it's relevant, he said, to the the division between historical wrongs and present-day wrongs in the Black Lives Matter campaign, and it sure is. No more shall the fathers eat sour grapes and set the children's teeth on edge, is what Ezekiel says. The point being that we have to split the whole historical issue from the present day sins we commit. We can't we can't hark back. We can't pull down a statue and say, "Oh well, there you go. We've righted the wrongs of the past." No, Oxford University. No. You pulled down that statue of your ancestor and failed to address the fact that you have one of the worst records in the British Isles for the engagement of members of the black community as students. Now, wait a minute. Did I say one of the worst? Oxford and Cambridge universities have the worst record in the entire British Isles for black students. And yet they'll go out marching, or let's pull down that statue. Let's right the historical wrongs of our fathers. You can't, nothing you can do can right the wrongs that were done to one slave. You remember that whole slavery business? You were taught it in school. Well, I was taught it in schools. I was taught about slave ships and what they were like. Um, They teach it still. I hope they do. There's no statue to William Wilberforce in central London. Uh, Not outside there isn't. Well, do we care? Not enough. But that's an ancient sin that nothing you can do can resolve. There's no way you can create justice for the dead of the past. Nothing you can do. You can be aware of it, but the sins of the fathers are not your sins, you natives. I said that, you natives. Well, okay, that doesn't apply to Americans, not white Americans anyway. White Americans are incomers, aren't they? Newbies, migrants, they're the ones that have come in and dispossessed the Native Americans. I notice, interestingly, the Supreme Court decision that half of the state of Oklahoma actually belongs to the Native Americans, not not the incomers, which it makes me smile. Yeah, there you go. So maybe there can be some redress of ancient injustices up to a point, but uh, but no, no, of course they can't. Not not in reality. The point being. The point being that we are responsible for the sins being committed now. Us natives, I could say natives, we are in Britain. We, the white privileged, are the natives. And we can do something. We can and we should do something. So why are we not? I mean, we're going on shrugging our shoulders and our responsibilities by pointing out the sins of our fathers and saying, let's let's resolve those. (laughs) What? 
What about here and now? Do we care? Do we care that blacks and women both are severely disadvantaged in employment? Well, they are, aren't they? In banking industry, for example, uh, the black, black and ethnically minority employees have a 9% less lower average salary than white males. And so do women, exactly the same in the banking community. They have a 9% lower average salary than white males. Why is that? Because oh, it's obvious, isn't it? It's because uh, black and ethnic minority people and women both do not get to the higher ranks in employment and therefore the average wage for those sectors is kind of like 10% lower than for, for for white natives. White natives do better. White natives last longer. White natives get to the higher ranks. There's a glass ceiling for blacks and women still. And do we care? Do we care that the black community are severely disadvantaged in the criminal justice system? I forget, is it three and a half times or four times more likely? Three and a half times, I think, more likely to be tasered. Uh, a black man is three and a half times more likely to be tasered than a white man. I mean, I, uh, stop and search. I can understand why, I shouldn't say this perhaps, am I going to be politically incorrect? I can understand why there's more stop and search of black people, but the way it's done is horrible. Why can I understand why there's more stop and search of black people? Because we've had a, a knife crime issue, black on black, in the United Kingdom. But the way it's done, have you seen what's going on? And the police force justify themselves? Come on. We need a massive re-education of British police. Um, America, not, don't, nothing to smile about. My goodness, did you see the way the police behaved in Philadelphia in that demonstration? Oh, horrible. You talk about kettling in Britain. They were kettling and then, then, and then tear-gassing them whilst they were kettled. Demonstrators, I mean. Ah, oh, the whole Philadelphia police should be disbanded and start again. You know, police, police only get 18 months training in America. 18 months and then total power. Come on. Anyway, that's that's another whole issue. The point is that um, the point is that there's a lot to learn and a lot to do. And these disadvantages in the criminal justice system, and America's even worse. Three strikes and you're out. Three strikes, three sins. Three sins and you spend your life in jail for three misdemeanors. Is that the word they use? Three crimes, three trespasses, and you spend your life in jail in America. That's why America has the highest rate of imprisonment of black males in the universe. What is going on? Anyway, the point is that we are all mouth and no trousers because the issue, sorry for that Welsh expression, or I think it's Welsh, I don't know, but the point is that the issue is education here. The consequence, much of this is the consequence of the disadvantage that the black children face in education. We still have school exclusions in the United Kingdom and the, the awful system whereby um, schools can exclude black children. They're four times more likely to be excluded from schools, from any schools, than white children. And this is, uh, this is now, this is today. Why should any child be excluded from school? They should, in the most extreme cases perhaps, but it's used like confetti as an action in British schools, in London particularly. This is a crime, a real crime crime. I mean, they stopped doing this kind of thing in Scotland, and it has improved the whole knife crime issue immensely. They have stopped doing this kind of thing in Scotland. Their school exclusions have been ceased by government decision, and it goes on in England, and it's evil. A sick, sick society we live in. And so what action are you not taking? 
that you could take. Examine your life. Wherein are you and I failing? Not historically, now. Specifically, more than that. What step or steps could you take given your position and your advantages in life that would help redress the balance. Imagine for one moment that the problems of the world were on your shoulders, particularly with regard to the injustice of this one issue for a moment, the injustice of the disadvantage faced by young people in the black community. So if the problems were on your shoulders and all the world's problems were on your shoulders and just one act in this context, one gesture by you, one mere act by you would redress them. If you were to do one thing and that would solve the problem, that one act on your part, what would it be? What would you do? What could you do to prove that black lives mattered to you, not historically, today, now, in this world, at this moment? Worth a thought, maybe. God bless.